Good morning, everybody, and welcome. You're listening to the Faith FM Network, 87.6, 87.8, or 88, depending on where you are right across Australia. This is The Breakfast Show, and today you are with Lyle and... Taryn. Good morning, everyone. Where's Mon? Oh, yeah, I know. I'm just filling in for Mon. I am definitely not Monica, as you can see. <laughs> no, you can't see, actually. This is radio. <laughs> well, that's true, but you can see, this, Lyle. This is not how radio works. Okay, that, <laughs> that's true. You can hear that I am <laughs> not Mon. T- there we go. <laughs> Using a different word there. Taryn thought she was on TV. (laughs) Yeah, without the cameras. But poor Mon is sick in bed with the flu. She couldn't make it in this morning. Yeah. In fact, if you send her lots of love, it might be a little bit late because she might be already better again. Yeah. Because you're listening to the delayed broadcast. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. We're not live. We're not live. No. This program has already happened. Mm. We can prophesy everything that's going to happen <laughs> before the next two hours over the breakfast show. And, uh, of course, the solution to not listening to the delayed broadcast is to listen to the live show, which is so much better. And the way that you do that is by listening to us on faithfm.com.au or by downloading the TuneIn app. Do you have the TuneIn app? I do have oh, the TuneIn fantastic. app. I know. It's brilliant because and, and, my car... And Faith like, FM is the only one that's in your favourites, right? The only one that's in my yes. favourites. <laughs> I knew there was a reason why we had you on here on the radio today. Yeah, I just get annoyed with the radio because it drops in and out and it just annoys me. So I can listen to what I want, when I want on TuneIn. That's right. I listened to, uh, I will be heading up to the uh, Queensland border in a couple of days and I'll listen to Faith FM the whole way. There you go. Even though we don't have transmitters in half of those places. That's it. It'll just be coming. It has better clarity as well, hey. The future of radio. It is. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's the radio is ne- never going anywhere except onto your phone. Mm, I think everything's going onto our phone, though. And, of course, you can get <laughs> it for free, which is um, so much better. Anyway, coming up in today's show, what are you talking about today? Uh, we are talking about uh, Ebola. Ebola, yeah, and how mm. you're going to the place of Ebola. Which <laughs> 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 that really terrible. I was going to the place of Ebola. <laughs> well, tune yeah. into. I'm trying. I'm trying to get into the Democratic Republic of Congo, yes. but uh, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. And what did you talk about today? I'm going to be doing a story on uh, the state of Israel mm-hmm. and the state of the state of Israel, mm-hmm. um, and the evangelical support for the state of Israel, mm. and whether that's a good thing or not, or whether it's healthy or not. So that's a controversial subject. If you get ready to give us a call, no, you can't give us a call. <laughs> Don't get ready to visit. This is a delayed broadcast. Send us a message on Facebook, though. We yeah. might answer it in a few days' time. Anyway, of course, we're going to have some uh, great music. We're going to have uh, David Storjic come in for an interview. Uh, we're going to be talking about the thief on the cross. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. And there's more great programming coming up right now. Is he worthy of 
was Andrew Peterson with Is He Worthy here on Faith FM. And this morning you're with Lyle and Taryn because Mon is still coughing up her guts mm. and all kinds of green and yellow things. Yeah, we don't want to know about that, Lyle. <laughs> Thanks, though. <laughs> this, is, this is the breakfast show, right? We're just to give everybody a very pleasant breakfast this morning, <laughs> breakfast story this morning. <sighs> uh, but we do feel bad for Mon, kind of a little bit. Sometimes. No, we do. We actually, we send her a message. Send her a message on Facebook. And uh, I noticed some, there were some messages coming through yesterday. And uh, that was very nice. We do appreciate that. And we're able to. She'll feel them. the love from Yeah, the she'll feel the love. Faith FM. She'll feel the love. Yeah. All right. So, quiz question the second beast of the four beasts of Daniel chapter 7. What's our second mm. clue? Okay, so this is what creature am I? Okay, so the second clue is that Isaiah says the day will come when the wolf will live with the lamb and the cow will feed with this creature. No, and they'll both eat the same thing. They'll both eat the same but thing. But right now they don't. Well, actually they do kind of. They kind of eat the same thing yeah, at the moment. kind of eat the same but thing, but not entirely. I wouldn't have imagined that this creature would eat the same thing as a cow. There are some things. So, so this creature is about 80% vegetarian, but there are some mm. things that this creature eats that a cow would never eat. Yes. Yes. Ever. Like, From a totally different all. environment. That's right. Yeah. And if a cow does eat it, it gets mad cow disease. <laughs> there you go. So the number to call, I, I, have to, I, have, I, can't, I have this thing. I'm not allowed to talk too much about the quiz because if I do... <laughs> then you'll give away the apparently answer. Apparently, I always just spat out <laughs> the answer somewhere on the line. Yeah, well, we don't want that. We want to give everyone a fair chance this morning, Lyle. And uh, our prize. What have we got for our prize again? Yes. So this morning, we have a um, Journey of the Spirit CD. By so, uh, Sion Eastham. Yes. Okay, so, and the number's to call. The number is 1-800-324-843 or send us a text on 0491-064-669. There you go. Easy to remember. 1-800-FAITH-FM or shoot us a message on Facebook. Now, Taryn. Yes. I'm supposed to be heading to the Democratic Republic of the Congo in about a month's time. Should Are I, you really? Should I go? Yes, I am. Wow. Should I go? I mean, I I wouldn't be heading there right now, but hey. <laughs> and Should I go? I need your advice on this one. Should I go? Wow. Well, as you brought that up, Lyle. I, I should say that my arms right now are aching with pain from all the needles that got stuck into them in preparation. Uh, yeah, that's fair. But there was one that they wouldn't give me because it's too new and it's being used for the very first time ever over there, anywhere on the earth. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, tell us about it. We um, heard in 2014, I think it was, that the Ebola had broken out across um, Africa. Mm. And it was all over the news. It was everywhere that I looked on Facebook. It was on my TV. It was online. It was everywhere. But then it suddenly just started to die down. It burned out. It burned out, yeah. And I haven't heard anything about it for years until this morning when I was looking online. And there has been an, uh, an Ebola outbreak in the Democratic Republic of Congo. But it is likely to be contained. Experts say. Okay. Yes. So I wouldn't worry too much, although there has been over two um, dozen lives unfortunately lost in um, this outbreak of Ebola, they have um, got it under control at the moment. So the World Health Organization has sent over 4,000 um, vaccines over there and mm -hmm. they've sent all of their people to go and contain um, this outbreak of Ebola and they've been giving out these vaccinations to um, all of the um, health workers, the family members of the people who have lost their lives. Um, so I wouldn't be too worried. Okay, good. I can go. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to put myself there. <laughs> but um, did you know, Lyle, that Ebola isn't actually transmitted from um, like, it's, it's not easily caught, if that okay. makes sense. Right. So like you can't catch so it that careful. easily. Yeah. If you, you're careful, it should be fine. Hygiene and, mm -hmm. and, and yeah. a little bit of distance so between people. So it's only translated through bodily fluids. So right. they say that the last outbreak of Ebola was likely spread um, so like viciously, I guess, um, through because people were washing dead bodies of the people who had died from it. Mm -hmm. And because that, you know, the bodily fluids and stuff, yep. they had touched them. And, yep. and so everyone got Ebola. But if they just put some preventative measures in place, like um, just being careful, like 
you know, covering your mouth and don't get too close. Hygiene, yeah, exactly. Your hands, That's right. Then washing it, your whole body. Washing, I think if yes. I was touching the body of somebody who died from Ebola, I'd be washing and scrubbing for exactly. about an hour afterwards <laughs> with hot water. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you boil should be myself fine. somewhere. Yeah. So what are you doing over in the? Uh, I'm supposed to be doing running, preaching an evangelistic series. There over you there. go. So, yeah. Interesting. Lumbumbashi is where I'm supposed to be going, which is nowhere near where the Ebola is. Well, there is, you go. But, yeah. Uh, they are, they were talking about it, you know, spreading down river. But even if it spreads down river, that goes down through Kinshasa rather than Lumbambashi. So okay, um, yeah, I'm not not travelling to that part of the there world. But I'm not sure whether my visa is going to come through on time anyway. Oh. So I'm a bit worried about that at the moment. Yeah, that's fair. It enough. is very very difficult. I have found out to get a visa f- to go from Australia to Democratic Republic of the Congo. Why? I really don't know. I wonder whether it is because most people who are going to Africa are going to. You know, other tourist destinations. It's not really a tourist yeah. destination. And so yeah. if you're going there, you have to go there. Yeah. And so if you have to go there, they figure that, um, hey, we'll make some money out of it because oh, you've got no choice. And yeah. so it becomes expensive and a long drawn out process. And they don't have a consulate in Australia and you've got to send it off to uh, England. Oh. So if you're thinking of going to the DRC, my recommendation would be start applying for your <laughs> visa immediately. Yeah. And uh, you've got about... Um, yeah, about $600 worth of shots to oh. take and about $800 worth of visa. Wow, yeah. that's expensive. <laughs> uh, before, you, before you even jump on a plane. And then you've got uh, the taxes. You know, yeah. Africa has pretty high taxes for flying into the country. Wow. And uh, yeah, but hey, these are uh, these are struggling economies, and yeah. you know, you've got to do something to help the That's it. help the world go around. Well, there you go. You're not just helping um, their spirituality over there; you're helping their taxes economy. and their economy Maybe. as well. <laughs> the only problem is, I'm a little bit worried that it might be going down into some corrupt channels. Yeah, you, know? well. you always have that feeling when you go to Africa. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm helping the economy, but does that actually dribble down to the people who need it the most? That's it. Who's actually getting this money? Well, in other news, Lyle, a little bit closer to home. In Victoria, they have um, put in place a new rule. Oh, oh, oh before you move oh, on, before okay. you move on, I had something to share. I had something to share. Okay, can, go can for it. it. And this is, the, I nearly forgot, this is the, from the Ebola story. Oh, okay, I'm and sorry. And of course, it says in Matthew chapter 24 that one of the signs of the times, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and diseases and earthquakes in diverse Ooh. places. And so these diseases that are, you know, deadly diseases popping up in diverse places are one of the signs that Jesus is coming back soon. There you go. Anyway, just had to bring that in. Okay. Real quick, tell us about yeah, Victoria. Yeah, so Victoria, they have um, put a rule in place, um, the Victorian government has, that if anyone is caught, um, like, attacking a paramedic or any of the first responders, whether it's threatening them with knives or guns or, you know, spitting them, punching them, anything like that, then they won't be let off anymore. That's just what they're saying. This is, this this is, is the not most, appropriate. This is the most bizarre story mm-hmm. I've ever come across. It's like, oh, I'm dying. Let me call the ambulance. Ambulance turns up. Oh, the ambulance is here. Let's beat them up. Exactly. What on earth? Seriously? I, I do not know what is going on in these people's minds to think that they can do that. But I guess drugs and alcohol come into it, into play here. And so the Victoria government has said, nope, that enough is enough. And if anyone is caught doing that, then they will be... they will be put in jail. I, yep. I, I, I've got a friend who's an Ambo and he told me one time that if you took uh, drugs and alcohol and particularly alcohol out of the equation, mm-hmm. he'd basically be out of the job. Yes. He, he'd yeah. be reduced to patient transport and yeah. that would be about it. Yeah, that's you know, it. And, and, and so, you know, this is, this is the thing. This is why the Bible speaks so strongly against alcohol. That's it. It causes people to do some crazy things. And drugs, things. I should say. And drugs. Um, there's a, you know, the, the Bible uh, refers to opiates in the book of Deuteronomy and likens their use as the equivalent of idolatry. Wow, that's a pretty harsh statement. Yeah, it's really full yeah. on. Yeah. Um, and, and rightfully so because you look at what it does to people's minds. Mm. I think most people who were in their right mind would not go out and attack an ambo. Well, I mean, who's going to attack someone that's trying to help you? Yeah. Like you're lying there on the street dying and then your only salvation is come. And, and drugs and alcohol in your system should never, ever, ever ever be any excuse when no. it comes to uh, doing the right thing or the wrong thing. Yeah. Because the simple reality is it shouldn't be in your system in the first place. Exactly. You know, yeah. you need to take responsibility for yourself and you can't go into court and say, oh, I was drunk, I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's too bad. Yeah, that's you it. You were drunk. You made that decision. Yeah. So you're going to jail for what you did while you were drunk. That's, exactly. That's, that's just where it needs to be. Yep. So, yeah, that's what's happening down in Victoria. I mm. wonder if they'll start 
implementing that throughout the I rest should be, of the it country. It should be nationwide. Absolutely. Yeah. It yeah. should be nationwide. We need to uh, we need to stop this and we need to protect those who are protecting us. Mm. All right. We need to listen to some Eric and Monique with the song Everlasting. Mm. Um, a wonderful choice here that uh, uh, Marta has brought to us this morning. And so this is Eric and Monique.
And that was Eric and Monique with Everlasting here on Faith FM. So, Taryn, mm. the State of Israel and the movement of the US Embassy. <laughs> I had a bit of a rant about this one. Um, when was it? Last week? Uh-huh. Uh, because I don't understand two things. First of all, I don't understand why it is that Donald Trump had to do something so inflammatory. Why was it necessary to be inflammatory to move the embassy from Tel Aviv, the capital of mm-hmm. Israel, to Jerusalem? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the first thing. He knows, number one, that's going to create a lot of – that's going to kill a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's going to play a massive target on the back of every United States citizen, and there are three of them in my family. So it hits pretty close to home. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got three people in my family now have a much bigger target on their back than they already had, Mm. particularly for travelling to places like that. And who doesn't want to go to Israel? You know, what a great place to travel. Yeah, have you been to Israel? I haven't, but it is definitely on the top of my list to go to. Absolutely, it's fantastic. (laughs) Um, So, so that was my first big beef. My second big beef is, you know, the Palestinians don't do themselves any favour. Mm. And they go charging up to the border, you know, throwing stones or whatever. What do they expect? Do they expect that people won't die? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is so messed up. Uh-huh. What, what kind of people send their women and children running out there facing down bullets? Yeah. I I have no I have no words. I have absolutely no words. It just goes against everything that is within a person. I I yeah. I think. It, it's it's just completely messed up and yeah. of course since I had my last rant um some people have made some comments. Mhm. A little bit of a little bit of hate mail coming my direction. That's okay. <laughs> and of course, uh, the number one thing that people uh, people seem to be hurling at me is a passage from Genesis chapter twelve. Let me read it for you. Genesis chapter twelve, and it's in verse three, where it says this: God says, "I will bless them that bless you." This is talking to Abraham. Mm-hmm. And curse him that curses you, and in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now, this is a great promise right here that was given to Abraham, and it is a promise of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Because in you will all nations be blessed. I am not of the nation of Israel, but I have been blessed by the Messiah. Yes. And uh, are, are you of the nation of Israel? I'm not, no. Not, not, not that we know not of Not anyway. that I know of. I'm sure down in many years We're all past. related somewhere along the line. <laughs> somewhere. Far enough back. Yeah. I think I think I heard a stat somewhere that the furthest distance you can be is like a thirty third cousin or something. Or oh, there you go. Not as far as what you'd think, but yeah. Yeah, whatever. Okay, um, and so it's like, well, you know, if you're cursing Israel, then you're going to be cursed, and if you're blessing Israel, you're going to be blessed. Therefore, we need to bless Israel. And I'm thinking, okay, does that mean that we bless everything that Israel does? Does Ooh. it mean that we bless every policy that the Israeli government has? Just blindly, oh yes, I'm going to support. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu because he said this or because he did that or because he did something else. Do we just blindly agree with every different policy that they have? That's a really good question. Now, having travelled to Israel, this is what I found. Mm -hmm. The only place that I found Bible-believing, salvation-by-grace-believing Christians was amongst the Palestinians. Really? I did not find any amongst the Israelis. Wow. Because, of course, they reject Jesus as the yeah, Messiah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and amongst the Israelis that I met, I found it very, very hard, even amongst some of the ones that were, you know, that were like mm-hmm. conservative and dressed up with all the gear, to find, I found it hard to find ones that actually believed in the existence of God. Wow. It's a very secular really? country. Very, very secular country. They do all the stuff. Yeah. Um, you know all of their all of their religious traditions and so forth, but um, yeah, and, and so I'm looking at that, and then I ask myself this question: Okay, let's think about the prophets mm-hmm. that God sent to Israel. Did they bless Israel or did they curse Israel? What kind of things did they never say anything mm. against the policy of the leaders of Israel? Yeah. <laughs> you know, almost universally, <laughs> like all of them. the whole Old Testament, really when it comes down to it, is a continuous story of God sending messages of rebuke to yeah. the policies of Israel. Exactly. And yet when whatever policy is made by Israel today, we're like, oh, yes, 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 that's good because uh, we need to support Israel because we'll be uh, cursed if we don't. Well, does that mean that all those prophets of God were cursed because of what – you see my point, I, right? I, I exactly see your point. And I think the thing is, is that those, um, you know, those people 
the the prophets and everyone, they weren't necessarily cursing. You know, they were just providing warnings as well. Yeah. That, but they were not agreeing with the no, policies that no, were no, in, in, no. being enacted. They were speaking out against the policies. In, in the strongest language yes. imaginable. Yeah. Um, and, and the, the leaders okay. as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, Specifically yeah. the kings and the leaders of Israel they were speaking out against. And when those kings and leaders were stirring up, you know, uh, bloodshed and strife and commotion and being hard on, you know, the strangers that were living within the land, mm. they spoke very strongly against that. In fact... While I'm on this rant, <laughs> let me go to Leviticus chapter 19. Leviticus chapter 19. In fact, I'm, I'm thinking of even publishing something on Facebook about this because it, uh, it has me a little bit stirred up at well, the moment. there you go. Okay, go so Leviticus, Leviticus 19 and we'll go down to verse 33. The Bible says, If a stranger lives with you in your land, you shall not vex him. Mm. The Palestinians are strangers in the land of Israel, yes. have been strangers in the land of Israel since 1948. Mm-hmm. Previous to that, the Jews were strangers in the land of Israel for about 1,500 years yes. or more. Okay, but now they've taken over by right of conquest. Okay, verse 34, But the stranger that lives with you shall be unto you as one born among you, and you shall love him as yourself. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord Ooh. your God. Is that strong language or what? Yeah. Yeah. You know, wow. let's think it about it. It could be more clearer. Seriously. Yeah. If Israel was to take this policy right here mm. and apply it to the Palestinians, then the Palestinians might not be as insane as what they are in sending their women and children out to face bullets. Yeah. You know, things could de-escalate rather yeah. than escalate. Here's another passage. Let me go the other end of the Old Testament. And I guess, like, um, it's just like what Jesus was teaching us, right? Like, it comes back to the mm. same things that Jesus taught us. You know, Absolutely. love your neighbor as yourself. You Jesus, know, like, Jesus was teaching out of the Old Testament. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So this one's from Malachi, um, which is end of the Old Testament. Let me just. Uh, fl- oh, I had my bookmark in it. <laughs> Malachi three and verse five. It says. <clears throat> Uh, And this is, of course, the prophet speaking to the nation of Israel. I will come near to you in judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against the false swearers, against those that oppress the hireling and his wages, the widow and the fatherless, that turn aside the stranger from his right and and does not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. Okay, so that's quite a a list there mm. where God says, "Okay, I'm going to judge you guys. I'm going to be. I'm going to speak against mm. your policies of oppressing the poor, the fatherless, and the stranger." Wow. So if God can speak against Israel's policies, then I don't think that we have too much to fear in speaking against Israel's policies when they are against the stranger, yeah. the fatherless, yeah. the poor. Because it all comes back to standing up for the rights of all humanity, yeah. right? Yeah, and you travel to Israel and the Palestinians are dirt yeah. poor. And there are reasons for that. You know, a person, uh, the, and, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't uh, give them too much sympathy because the Palestinians could do things to help themselves. Yeah. But they are in a very low economic region, a okay. region which uh, there are not a lot, a lot of opportunities. There you go. Mm, so anyway... That's my rant for the day. Oh, by the way, that's the Old Testament. Let me talk about the New Testament. Yeah. The whole New Testament. <laughs> All of it. Is about the rejection of the nation of Israel in favour of the Christian church mm. as God's people. Yeah. You know. It is. The, the, the preachers there at the embassy were saying, yes, Jerusalem is the eternal capital of the Jews. I don't think so. Is not what the Bible says. The Bible says that the new Jerusalem, which, by the way, wouldn't even fit in the land of Israel, is for all people. It's for you and I, Taryn. It's for you, listener. It's for all of us. Anyway, we need to listen to Matt and Josie Minikus. This is Psalms 69. Save me, oh my God. For the waters have come up to my neck I sink in the depths Where there is no
The floods engulf me now My throat is parched and I am worn out From calling out for help My eyes Well, good morning. Welcome back to Faith FM's Breakfast Show. It's good having you with us this morning. And joining me in the studio is Pastor David Stoichich. Good morning. David, it's always good having you here. <laughs> great to be here, Adele. Mm. Great to be here. Uh, yes, it's always great to have you here too. <laughs> oh, you know? thank you, thank <laughs> so you. You've always got something interesting to share. And I think this morning you've got a particularly interesting topic to discuss. And as paradoxical as it might sound, it's a problem that's faced by an increasing number of people in our society. So in case you haven't figured it out, we're going to be talking about the issue of loneliness. And I think most of us would realize that we're social beings and our human experience and social experience have identified, or scientific research as well, they've identified a strong desire for social connections. Right. And we thrive on them, really. We do. Well, not so much if you're introverted. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, but even then you need them. Yeah. Mm. But the levels and quality of social connection that are found to be important in shaping development across the lifespan are there and obvious, and they're particularly so later in life. Yes, uh, Adele, it's interesting when an individual's intimate uh, and social needs are not adequately met. Uh, a complex set of feelings termed loneliness occur. And so loneliness has been associated with a range of poor mental, physical, and socioeconomic outcomes, including low self-esteem, depression, suicide, uh, heart disease, and, and, and poor physical health in general. Hmm. Well, it's obvious that loneliness isn't something that's good for us. In fact, it's actually one of the things that was identified as not good when God was creating the world. And so if we have a quick look at the second chapter of the Bible in the book of Genesis, in chapter 2, verse 18, we, re- we read, The Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. 
Right. So, so when we look at the perfect world, even in that perfect world, <laughs> there was this one thing mm. that I mean, I'm sure it didn't catch God by surprise. No. <laughs> it was more more awareness for Adam that he's not complete without Eve. But mm. but it's interesting how it is termed. Uh, just as you read, it is not good for the man to be alone. Mm. Man here would apply. To both, singular, to plural, both, whatever, to both, you know, to both, yeah. To both yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's kind of really, really interesting that, um, you know, even the, the dictionary, how the dictionary uh, defines, the, the Merriam-Webster Collegiate Dictionary defines lonely, loneliness as, as a state of sadness resulting from feeling uh, isolated or cut off from from others. Hmm, that's interesting because sadness is usually associated with loss. So it seems that loneliness, in some ways, maybe resembles grieving. Yep, we are grieving because of our unmet social needs, or as we stated at the beginning, this could lead to low self esteem and depression, possibly even suicide, heart disease, and poor physical health. That's right. So, so we are what uh, what psychology calls. So we we we, we refer to that as psychosomatic beings mean, hmm. meaning body and soul uh, and and body and spirit and loneliness impacts every aspect of our being for instance uh, looking at the uh, psychological impact uh, we we, <coughs> we um, at, at the psychological level loneliness is is a feeling of emptiness you know when we have this feeling uh, in the pit of our stomach when someone uh, you love has deserted you mm. you feel abandoned unwanted or unneeded as if you're uh, all by yourself when you're actually surrounded by all kinds of people so we can be surrounded by people but still feeling feeling lonely in some ways uh, it might even highlight that feeling of loneliness that's right mm. that's right it's as paradoxical mm. as it as it as it can be mm. uh, you know uh, one can feel like no one really really cares about them in fact it, it, it affects one's concept of self-worth as we've said and ultimately leads um, one to feel like there's nothing really to live for so kind of loss of purpose loss of meaning mm. meaning in life so that's what loneliness can do it but look there is something fascinating i'm sure i mentioned this to you adele mm-hmm. uh, or uh, to our listeners before uh, civilized you know highly developed societies especially are guilty of this kind of phenomenon in in japan remember we we, we were talking um, maybe last year was mm, it i think so yeah uh, that, that actually is a new industry that mm. is actually developing in japan that industry is is uh that people are trained to act as relatives mm. some people whose relatives are not there or whatever and go and visit them, buy them presents, and 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 behave, show affection to them, and so on and so on. So this is an emerging industry in Japan. Even from that kind of uh, when when people are when they, when their family is not there, mm. when they're abandoned or or disconnected from their family. So loneliness is a, is a big big problem, and it seems yeah. to be more specific. To, to developed world. I suppose in many ways, because in the developed world, we don't have to rely on each other as much. Or we feel we don't. We, we feel we are a bit more self-sufficient because mm. we have means and other things. But uh, we find out that those means, many means that we may have, cannot fill that void in our heart. Yeah. And I think, too, someone once said that loneliness puts a wall around you no matter how free you may actually be. So it's kind of like being in prison. That's right. And it's, it's obvious that loneliness has a very serious impact on one's psychological well-being. But what's the impact of it on physical health? Well, uh, you know, I'm not a GP. I'm a pastor. I'm a counsellor. But, mm. but, but based on research, um, there, there is a significant impact not only on our psyche you know when we lose purpose and meaning or in in the more severe case but there is also uh, impact on our on our on our on a physical side of mm. our being people uh, who are lonely may may have uh, may may experience changing in change in eating habits mm. and they, they either um, lose appetite uh, or don't don't eat much or, or they overeat. So uh, sort of comfort eating, I that's suppose. That's right. That's hmm. exactly kind of a food being like a, almost like a self, self medicating. Yeah. Self-medicating. Kind of yeah. Th- then people can also experience change in sleeping habits uh, because of that. Uh, they they could have either insomnia or oversleeping, which kind of is interesting because these also are symptoms of depression. They are. You know? Yeah. 
Uh, and and with all of this, uh, also uh, people's uh, our human uh, our our uh, immune system may actually uh, be suppressed or or kind of uh, it it can be decreased hmm. decre- decreased immunity to illness. So like it is with depression as well. Very much so. So it's really connected. So there is always also gastrointestinal problems like stomach aches, aches, nausea, diarrhea, and hmm. so on and so on, headaches high blood pressure, and so on and so on. So, wow. so there whole, are a lot of issues that come up. The whole gamut of them, actually, really. And, and it's interesting, in the scriptures, uh, which is that amazing life-transforming book uh, that, that, that reveals not just, not, not, just, uh, not just giving us purpose and meaning and direction in life, but it also speaks about you know, our human experiences, mm. uh, which we can relate to. So King David... Uh, who, who wrote many psalms in the Bible speaks, I believe, about loneliness in Psalm 143 and verse 4. He says, So my spirit grows faint within me, my heart within me is dismayed. So, so because of this situation of loneliness, because he was a fugitive. Yeah, he was uh, on he the was, run for a while. He was on a run, mm. he was an outcast. Uh, he was persecuted by his own family. Mm. His own father in law really wanted him dead. And so uh, we, we have somebody who is who's really in that state of agony, um, probably feel, feeling cut off and abandoned yeah. and lonely. So what about spirituality? How does loneliness impact that or the spiritual side of one's being? Well, that, that's a really, really good question. Uh, it, it certainly does, perhaps uh, indirectly, even though it can be directly as well. Mm. Uh, it it definitely may impact one's spirituality, as uh, we've said. Loneliness can impact one's concept of self worth, mm. it can lead to depression and loss of meaning and purpose of life, and even to suicide. So, really, um, our spirituality is about meaning and purpose and mm. having a place in this world, yeah. making a contribution, making uh, a difference, making positive a difference, yeah. uh, difference. And and so so really, loneliness uh, puts a question mark against those very important mm. things. So. Christian psychologist, uh, Dr. Archibald Hart, claims, for instance, that, that depression may, may paralyze one's spiritual life, uh, which is controlled by the frontal uh, lobes of our brain. Mm. Uh, so, as you said, um, loneliness can lead to depression. Depression uh, paralyzes our spiritual life. So, obviously, loneliness will have an impact on our spiritual dimension. That's a really interesting sort of way to think of it too. And I think we're going to have to unpack this a little bit more when we come back from listening to this track. You're here on The Breakfast Show on Faith FM.
welcome back to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. You're here with Adele and Pastor David Stoichuch. And just before we listen to that track, we're having a quick, we've been looking at the topic of loneliness and we were just briefly talking about how loneliness can have an impact on the spiritual side of right. oneself. I think it was really interesting how you pointed out that, you know, it's very similar to the symptoms of depression and depression can really have an impact yeah. on uh and mental health, obviously, but, you know, as spiritual health as well. Yeah. And I think, too, you know, we, we can easily forget how alone we can be. True. Um, I think, too, you know, there's when you think about it, you probably think about more and more people you realize who do feel alone. True. And there are probably even people that we can think of who are in marriages and they feel lonely. So what impact can that have on their spirituality? Well, um Definitely, and this is one of the paradoxes. Um, a lot of people, I would say, most of us, uh, get married because you know we find that living with somebody that we love is is uh, enjoyable. Uh, hopefully, more <laughs> enjoyable, and mm. and, and um, you know than living alone. But um, unfortunately, experience shows that there are people out there who who after being married for, for some time, start feeling lonely mm. in their own marriages. So, you know, according to, and, and you asked about the impact of that on people's spirituality when mm. they feel lonely. According to Christian uh, counselor June Hunt, uh, couple often feel spiritually estranged from one another uh, when having marital problems. Hmm. So, so that's basically, that's the beginning maybe of, 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 of that, <laughs> you know, um, Kind drifting of, they're, they're drifting, drifting yeah. apart. Uh, when they're having problems, they can, mm. can can gradually drift apart, and that can that can contribute to that uh, state of being there but being lonely. Mm. I guess too, you know, the more disconnected people become because they're not sharing, the harder it is to overcome that disconnect. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, so somebody could be asking a question. You know, why are couples becoming increasingly lonely? Mm. And. Uh, it's interesting again that that uh, uh, somebody has said living with someone married or not does not ensure emotional intimacy or security in the relationship. That's true. Just by default, it mm. doesn't necessarily. We have to work on that. Many couples are not emotionally connected because they do not share their dreams or desires, their trials or temptations, their their hurts or hopes. Mm. And for instance, uh, the, the, the greatest, some of the greatest authorities on marriage and relationship, when, when they're trying to put relationships back, they teach people that, that they need to share, that they need to, like Gottman, uh, Gottman mm. Dr. Gottman and his, uh, they're both doctors, mm. husband and wife, yeah. from the Gottman Institute, they say, look, you know, if, if your relationship, if you're drifting apart, you need to rebuild your love map you need to know and understand what, what you know what each other uh, likes needs, uh, wants. Means yeah. and wants and 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 that's kind of down at the bottom of the pyramid mm. uh, but but, but right it's the foundation though it too. is the foundation but right at the top is is actually creating that shared meaning mm. where you where you're sharing that that you know those dreams that you have together and 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 enjoying it so mm. and, and it's interesting um that actually um um the um Many, many couples experience what we call together loneliness. It's an interesting term. <laughs> <laughs> Being physically together, but emotionally estranged and mm. isolated, uh, not feeling understood or appreciated, instead of feeling wanted. Uh, uh, and, and inside the warm security of home, they feel uh, an un unwelcome, that unwelcome coldness hmm. or an apathetic indifference inside their sterile, uh, stymied existence. So June, June Hunt points out that hmm. it's difficult, and this is very, very important now for, for Christian couples or people who believe, hmm. uh, it's, it's difficult to pray, she says, with, with your mate and experience spiritual oneness if there is discord between you. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it is hard to pray with someone when we're upset or angry or there's a rift between us. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's uh, somewhat, uh, one could say, counterintuitive, mm. isn't it? Uh, according to, to Christian psychologist Gary Collins, uh, couples that are drifting apart need to pray together huh. more often. So, so they need to be conscious. So really, yeah, making that conscious effort. That's right. Yeah. He's, he says this. He says uh, that prayer can be the one thing that can replace. And then he lists whole kind of list of things 
that prayer can help uh, in in the in the in the in, in uh, to uh, be of, of help to, to a couple that is mm. experiencing this this kind of uh, loneliness in marriage. Prayer, he says, prayer prayer can be um, one thing that can replace misunderstanding with clarity, mm-hmm. uh, defensiveness with security. It's int- interesting that one of the things that destroys a marriage uh, or relationship is defensiveness, mm. criticism. Brings defensiveness. So, so defensiveness uh, with security, uh, blaming uh, can be can be um, uh, replaced uh, with acceptance. Self-interest with mutual interest. Uh, Power struggles with partnership. Isolation with intimacy. Anger with patience, and um, dissension with peace. So a whole. A raft of benefits there for couples when they come before God in prayer hmm. and and seek God's guidance and and they may have as they pray those aha moments where God the Spirit of God speaks to their heart hmm. and says hey listen um, <laughs> you you are you know. Uh, uh, you're heading in the wrong direction. Mm. I think it actually brings to mind verse in Colossians 4 too, where it says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. That's a great verse, Adele, that uh, that spiritually and mentally focuses us on, on positive things such as thankfulness, thankfulness and gratitude. Mm. I think it's important to, you know, connect with those things too. That's right. Do you think, though, that there's a difference when it comes to gender in terms of who suffers from loneliness the most? And I guess males are less inclined to share their feelings, stereotypically. I sort of wonder, are males more likely to feel lonely than females? Well, you know, that's that's... I, th- I think you're probably probably right there, but I do believe that that both males and females are equally vulnerable to loneliness. But females are more ready to report it True. than males. <laughs> uh, um, maybe maybe one could say, um, and I don't want to offend anybody, but some could say they might be a bit more emotionally intelligent. Mm. Uh, it's kind of interesting that relationships Australia uh, focused on loneliness in in the. Uh, in their research and that they do website kind of uh, uh, research um, people can just kind of uh, do surveys and in 2014 and 2017 they do they did two different kind of surveys mm. asking uh, their visitors to, um, to, to uh, a few questions about what levels of support mm. uh, they experience because if our level of support is very low what does more it mean? More likely to feel lonely. <laughs> We're mm. most likely very lonely. So, so this is what they actually found out that that uh, from their survey, their first survey uh, in 2014, that women are more likely than men to report high levels of social support. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and they said that one in four women and one in, in, in three men report that they did not have someone to help them out wow. if, if in need. That's really sad. Well, that's very, very sad. So that's 25% of women mm. reported being lonely and 30% of men reported mm. being lonely. So, see, men, it looks like based on that research, are a little, are little, a little, bit little more, more. Vul- vulnerable. Mm. But this is interesting, uh, Adele, that, that in that decade between 2001 and 2009, uh, three out of ten citizens, uh, our, our fellow People here in, in, in our countrymen in, mm. in Australia, 30% uh, experienced loneliness. Right. That's and, really sad. And so, so that's, that's, that's very interesting. And, and based in 2017 research, uh, you know, uh, there were a couple of thousand people who actually responded to the survey uh, that uh, Relationship Australia did. And, mm. and around four in five respondents, four in five, you know, seventh uh, identified as female with more f- uh, females than males responding in hmm. every age group. So it looks like like um, women are a lot more ready to 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 kind of acknowledge to share that, as well to share it hmm. and and um, you know so it's it's quite. A, quite uh, fascinating research they've done. It really is interesting and it's also a little bit sad in some ways and we're coming to the end of our interview time here and I think we've, (laughs) you know, just started to cover, you know, some really fascinating ground with it. So I think we're going to have to get you in to talk a little bit more about loneliness and what we can actually do about it next time that we have you on. But just as we're quickly wrapping up, do you have some quick tips to share with listeners? Well, uh, you know, uh, the first one and probably one that, that I would like to stop with because of time constraints Mm. Uh, the, the, uh, our dear, dear Dr. Taylor, a brain function specialist, mm. Dr. Arlene Taylor, tells us that 
the change. You know, we were talking about the problems. But we, need to, we need to get mm-hmm. out of the problem yes. and find yeah. solutions. So the change uh, starts with the mindset. We need to believe that the change is possible. And that's the first step. Mm. And, and, and there are a list of other things we can do, but probably it would be good to stop there and, and work on that well, next time. We will have to look at the rest of those steps next time we have you in, David. Thank you so much for joining us again this morning. It's been wonderful as always. Keep on listening. There is so much more great content coming up after this on The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. Hey, Mon, mm-hmm. do you believe in miracles? Look, if God can change my life, I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh, yeah, how? Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible studies start at 10 a.m., service at 11 a.m., and guess what that's followed by? Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. Well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.